1: everybody. Welcome again to another edition of Big Chris Live, the live stream and then the podcast. Thanks to our network sponsors at DeanBlundell.com and the man himself, Dean Blundell. And of course, for those who subscribe, thank you for checking me out via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, the audio listen as well through DeanBlundell.com. My guest tonight, episode 40, retired member of Parliament, Alex Nuttall. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hello. Thanks for having me on tonight, Chris. Appreciate it, man. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, man. And, and that's the one thing I remember, even my first public event, this is like five years ago now, uh, my first public event in Barrie, I think we even shook hands and met. I don't remember what it was. It was something down at the park near the water. And and every other event that I was at, whether it was be a charity or a local thing, Uh, There was Alex. There there he was. And then he retired as a member of parliament, a rather young retirement. But then you still go out to all the same charity functions and you still see Alex giving back to the community. And I respect you so much for that, pal. And like the other thing is is that you don't have like it, it, before it might have seemed like well you're running for office well of course you're going to be out at everything you know but but you don't have anything to run for now and you're still there man giving back to the community so kudos you're one of my favorite people man i just love you, I, I, you well, i'm know. never
0: allowed to run again is that is that the deal
1: oh well <laughs> are you teasing
0: are you teasing something i'm just here? teasing No, no 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 i'm not i'm not ready to announce anything that's for sure
1: Not ready to announce anything. All right. Well, I'm not
0: announcing anything. How about
1: that? I still think you you got some gas in the tank. I still think (laughs) you do. I think you still have something to give back to the community too, man. You're a good dude. So, um, great to see you, man. And a a special thanks for joining me tonight. Um, I know that uh, you know 9 p.m. on Thursdays is my regular slot here on the uh, the network. So, um, you know, sometimes it's a little rigid for guests. It's your son's birthday today, man. Thank you for joining me on your son's birthday. It is.
0: It is. He's turned eight today. So was uh it was a good one and uh and I know we had a lot of fun but he's probably looking forward to the weekend to be honest with you because that's what I was doing when I was eight years old yeah you know
1: yeah that's true yeah just counting the days working for the weekend homeworking for the weekend (laughs) (laughs) and that's great man I I love seeing your family pics on the the Instagram I'm addicted to putting up uh, pictures of my kid too that's the other thing like I'm always like I'm a postaholic with my daughter now and you know first time dad at 40 years old um and also last time dad too because uh i got my vasectomy appointment for october 19th yeah 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 and they called me up and they said yep we're gonna get you in on the 19th of october and i was like are, are you are you still interested in being in getting this done i said vast definitely <laughs> and did they laugh um there about as well as you laughed yeah it was good (laughs) there was a good sort of chuckle but there was not a belly laugh that i was hoping for but either way um yeah getting that getting the old snip done one and done but like she's so perfect my wife and i were just like you know what we'll just (laughs) while we're ahead you know (laughs) um so yeah i'm a postaholic and here's the one here's the big one from today which people seem to be uh seem to be loving we're out for a walk beautiful man yeah, that's on uh, Edge Hill Drive here in Barrie, our new homestead, which has been uh, awesome. It was a busy summer moving and of course we had her and then two months after she was born, then we packed up and, and moved to uh center Barrie Central. Like we're right in right in the central part of town, which has been great. There's a lot of action. Although I will say, um uh now I know you're you're out like you're outside of the city limits, I think, right, Alex? Like uh No, I'm
0: actually inside again
1: oh you're back in town oh that's yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah the street noise is real the vehicles oh at least on edge hill drive here man and maybe it's because there's a there's a construction is with it the one, hill no it's it's just the the street because of the uh, ann street bridge has uh, been blown up right so they have a detour oh, so right. all the traffic is coming down here down but, edge
0: hill and ferndale and all that
1: Edge and Ferndale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, picking up all that traffic. So uh, it was interesting for the baby to adjust once we got here. But now she can sleep through a you know, dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant like she can sleep through anything. Now it's, it's my wife now that's getting driven crazy by the, the traffic noise. She's ready to run out into the street when there's like a loud motorbike with like no restrictor plates or whatever on it. And it's <laughs> up, and she's just like ready to go out and fight somebody. It's pretty wild. <laughs> uh but no it's been great moving here to barry and the commute like 10 minutes 10 minutes to work has been awesome dude i mean that's oh that's a big
0: change man like half an hour or 45 minutes down to down to 10 minutes and honestly barry is an incredible place to to live it's a great place to work great community good community atmosphere Yeah, yeah absolutely
1: yeah, you'll never meet a, a bigger champ than you, Alex, for the community. And, and uh, you know, I, I got, you know, I got really hooked on the the community spirit, especially with all the local politicians uh, here pretty early on. Right. And uh, so now that I'm living central, you know, I've kind of got a stake in town. And and uh, also the farmer's market, I got to say, is like the number one thing. I don't miss it on a Saturday. I can't wait to, again for this Saturday to take my daughter out in the stroller and go around and, and uh yeah.
0: It's super cool everything they've got there, and the fact that they've they you know they were back at it, um, you know pretty early on through through COVID etc. and and the different products from around Simcoe County even further but really around Simcoe County, uh, it's a it's a super cool place for for people to display what they have, and um, you know you and I probably actually go there for the food, um, <laughs> yeah, and I mean just like the breakfast, not not to mention the rest of it, so.
1: Well, Dunlop Street Diner's got a good breakfast going on, and uh, oh, absolutely and a big old patio out there. And then also the other thing that that I'm hooked on now too is at the farmers market. They got this Hungarian sausage. You can get like logs of sausage there, right? Or like of like uh, salted meats. And uh, I don't even bother with a charcuterie board. I'll just it won't make it to the board, you know. <laughs> well, why would you buy the uh, why would you buy the uh,
0: the cheese if you weren't going to eat it right then, and the meats when, if you're not going to eat it right when you're at the you know, just yeah. makes sense, man. Well, no, yeah,
1: that log of Hungarian sausage, it's like a giant tree going into a wood chipper, like, <laughs> just shoving it right <laughs> it's in. Like, it's like when you buy the
0: raisin butter tarts and there's six
1: in them, and oh. and then, like, they don't even make it home. <sighs> like, don't get started on the butter them. tarts. So that's the thing that I also learned when I first moved here, too, is that Midland is, like, the home. It's where butter tarts were invented, right? Well, it's,
0: like, it, yeah, it's pretty, it's, uh, it's a pretty... Uh, Pretty big butter tart town. They have the butter tart festival. Yeah, they've got a, a lot going on with butter tarts.
1: Oh, dude, and and the the um, I didn't know there were so many different types of butter tarts. That's the other thing too. Like they're they're starting to mix it up now, and they're getting experimental with it.
0: We should actually probably invade Midland and take their their, their butter tarts and take it home. So that we can yeah. be the butter tart capital.
1: Wow, well, the the trickle down to Barry is fine. I like that it's it's Midland's thing, but you know we still get access to it. You know it's so close mm. that we can you know tap into that. In my opinion, anyways. I mean they can have the butter tarts. We got the spirit catcher. You <laughs> um, love my butter tarts. Oh, do you make butter tarts? No. Oh, okay. All no, right. I just love.
0: When I say my butter tarts, I mean the ones I purchase.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, do you have like a secret sp- space or stash? Where do you go? Everywhere. Oh, okay. Anywhere you Anytime
0: see them. Anytime I see them,
1: yeah. Yeah, you stop. Yeah. so. Rp. And they're all good, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, the area. It's a good thing. All right. So uh, here is um, – I, I was on eBay today. I felt compelled to list some, something on eBay. And I uh, thought I would share it with you too, Alex. And um, it's up there right now. This is the 2021 <laughs> commemorative voting pencil, and I listed it for $600 million. Now, did you did you tell them you were stealing that pencil? No, I, it was a one-use pencil, Alex, that when you went in. No, the...
0: no, no, no. There
1: was a bag
0: you were supposed to put the used pencil in.
1: Oh, shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. Did I break the rule? I'm such a Boy
0: Scout. Did I really do that? You might have stolen. Oh, no. And so like, if you sell that for $600 million, you actually just paid for the entire federal election.
1: Uh, Well, see, that would be the win, right? I would feel compelled really to, even for the irony of it all and for the notoriety, probably for the, for the Instagram likes, I would totally turn that pencil profit back over to the government and pay for, pay for the election. I would, out of the kindness of my own heart. I mean, one way or another, right? (laughs) I would pay, I would, you know, I, I might pay a few debts off along the way. But uh, but I would certainly be happy to, uh, as a citizen, step up and uh, and help help our government out.
0: Now, where was your voting station?
1: Right around the corner from me here. It was at uh, Ferndale Banquet Hall. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 I always love Ferndale Banquet Hall because it's like right in the middle of like an industrial zone. It's like if you want to go rent a backhoe across the street after you're done your banquet, no problem.
0: (laughs) So what you're saying is I have big Chris in the banquet hall with the pencil.
1: That's, yeah, that sounds like a game of Clue right there. Did it with a candlestick. Um. So, Alex, all right, onto some serious stuff here. Now, obviously, we're here to uh, unpack and give some hot takes on the election. I mean, who doesn't love a good hot take? Uh, I've been burning up on Twitter all week with everybody's hot takes. <laughs> um. But, uh, you know, $600 million election, Um. you know, your honest reaction to it all. Are you surprised with the results or no? No, I wasn't
0: surprised with the results. Um, I think that um, when when we start looking at the polling numbers, uh, the debate where it went over the final ten days uh, was not a good election uh, for for anyone, really, quite frankly. Um, and uh, you know, we saw uh, some serious swings in in, in the polls, uh, but at the end of the day, uh, the Liberals were reelected with essentially more seats than they had at the beginning, and the the Conservatives had a couple fewer uh, as it stands today than we had uh, in in the 2021, sorry, 2019 election. And, you know, it was, a, it was a call by the Prime Minister, I think it was a bad call by the Prime Minister to, to pull into this election, uh, seeing the way that it played out. Uh, but it was also one of those where we did see that roller coaster and, you know, we had highs for the Conservative Party, we had highs for the Liberal Party, and it birthed the PPC. And, um, you know, when you look at it today, um, a few days after the election, I think that there's, uh, probably going to be at least two leaders that, uh, that, that take that walk over the next couple of years.
1: I read something today. Uh, I think it was maybe the global mail. I, 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 you know, I read, I read so many newspapers every damn day. I, I can't keep them straight, but anyways, I saw a headline that said, uh, jagmeet singh should resign because he's done nothing you know he's very likable and he's nice and all but he's not getting any results um you know and i you know i would not be surprised if you know maybe he's got maybe a little bit of uh of, of credit you know people give him credit for his uh his personality and and for uh his likability factor and and he may get one more but yeah i, I think there's some people on a pretty uh pretty short timeline uh well
0: Chris, you look at um, you look at Jagmeet. Let like let's dive into that a little bit, right? Mm. So, if you look at his results, he ended up with far more votes than he had last election. Mm. Okay, and so of the three major parties uh, that exist, um, he was the only one who grew the actual number of votes that they received. Liberal gotcha. Party and Justin Trudeau went down. The Conservative Party and Aaron O'Toole went down. Jagmeet Singh and the NDPs actually went up. Did it translate into a whole bunch of new seats? No, but to be fair, uh, he he did receive more votes than he did last time.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Overall, again, you get some people get and myself included. You know, get so wrapped up in the seat count uh, that maybe you don't pay attention to the overall sentiment uh, behind people's votes. Right. <laughs> but that's but that's
0: that's fair, right? Because the uh, the name of the game in Canadian politics is who has the most seats,
1: yeah, and yeah.
0: so. Um, the popular vote kind of falls falls behind. Um, and that's 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 the playing field the Canadian political parties are playing on there. They're hoping to get or fighting to get competing for the most seats across the country. And, um, and I think that is the number one measurement that you can use to determine whether something was successful or not. Uh, and therefore, I, I think that, 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 you know, Trudeau was going for majority, didn't get it uh o'toole was going for a minority didn't get it and uh, i think there's going to be a lot of uh, speculation within each of the parties to determine what the future is going forward
1: yeah and also maybe not that long to strategize either because you know minority governments especially in these uh politically charged days don't last all that long right i mean that's right um you know we could be back at this uh spending another uh chunk of change in not that long and and maybe even then might get a similar result unfortunately you know i'd like to talk about the uh the conservative party and erin o'toole for a moment um you know i obviously you were a, a conservative member of parliament alex and and you know we've had our chats over the years and and as you know i i'm i'm an aggressive centrist i'm always trying or at least in my heart trying to Uh, understand all sides of things and 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 root for for centrism really at the end of the day no matter what color of you know sign happens to be on people's lawns or is is in running parliament so i say this from a genuine place in that like i'm kind of disappointed to see the conservatives lose a bit of footing or or even not get that minority government. I know my mother right now is really upset hearing me say that, but there was part of me that wanted the Aaron O'Toole government or wanted the Aaron O'Toole leadership-led uh, conservatives to succeed in a way because he was a more uh, a centrist candidate. He was not quite as far on the right. I, I wanted to see that sort of center lane get rewarded with something. Um, it's a it's a bummer to see him lose a bit of footing on on that, but um, uh you know but i think there's a reason for that too right like the the, the, so as you as you
0: as you dive into what's the rationale for uh for these the movements of votes and as i looked through the election and and i was volunteering like i'm not a member of parliament anymore as you know i'm not um somebody who's paid to be on these campaigns i was volunteering and i can tell you i was door knocking and it was like that there was just an absolute change in the public atmosphere with two weeks to go 10 days to go whatever it was and It was so much so that I had door knocked on Uh the friday thursday or friday of the week before and then I was door knocking on the wednesday and the thursday or friday Was the best results for door knocking i'd ever encountered for the conservative party anywhere mm. and the wednesday was the worst I ever encountered anywhere mm. and there was just a a a switch that was flipped uh in that time period and i think what it ended up being uh, if you look back and 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 go through what was happening at the same time i think on when there was the the guns issue the firearms issue they kept coming up over and over and over again and then there was like this morphing changing um position the public got confused Mm
1: -hmm. they said
0: huh like how do we have one O'Toole position one day, another O'Toole position two days, three days later? Um, you know, does this guy know what he's standing for or not? Right, yeah, yeah. You know, how, how do you measure him? Um, and I think that that's where he kind of got stuck and it it hurt the entire
1: campaign. Well, here's my uh, going even further back into history, because I've been following this whole thing with the Conservative Party uh, for a while, because I wanted them to move more to the center. Um, like my wife said to me the other day, she's like, you have been threatening to vote Conservative since I've known you. <laughs> you know, she's like, you're looking for a reason. She's just you're looking for the right candidate. You're just being super picky is what she says. But in the leadership race of the Conservative Party, um, I remember I was all in for Peter McKay. If I said, if, if he won the leadership, I am for sure going to vote conservative in this next federal election, whenever that may be. And I was super disappointed that he did not get it because again, I was looking for that centrist candidate. I felt like he was the one, right. And, and not only that when during my time with the Canadian forces, um, which will be detailed in a further, uh, an episode in the upcoming, um, when I, during the conflict in Afghanistan, um, quick tease uh you know I'll be joined by uh, various people uh, who are part of that team um you know we'll be discussing what's going on in Afghanistan what's gone on what will go on what may happen in the future um just a little tease for for people following along and, and uh, subscribers but um yeah, I, I really was, and I remember meeting him in person when I was part of that project and he came and he toured our facilities when he's defense minister and and I just got a great vibe from him and I was like, you know what, mm-hmm. I would vote for that guy. I probably even thought it and said it back then even. Um, he just had that quality about him. So I was really disappointed that he didn't win the leadership. But from my end of things, my point of view, back to what you were saying about Aaron O'Toole, um, is, is Aaron O'Toole sidestepped him in a way because he he realized he wasn't going to win as sort of the centrist vote of the party over top of of Peter McKay. This is my take, my hot take. Um, uh, And and he sidestepped and he went far right to garner those votes that he could win the leadership. And then he tried to bring it back to the center again. But then he was already mixing messages even back then, just in order to win the leadership. Care to comment? (laughs) <laughs> you know,
0: I'll, I'll say this: that um, that my position has always been to take a position and own it. And uh, there's lots of politicians, and I'll say, I'm going to remove the word politician. There's lots of leaders mm. that I've seen take positions that I didn't agree with, but I still respected. Right. And when somebody's willing to take five positions on a single issue, number one, they reinforce a stereotype of what a politician is, and number two, uh, how do you respect any of the positions? You know, like it's, it becomes an issue where I no longer trust that what I'm being told is, uh, accurate or sincere. And, uh, I, I look at that as a, uh, it's a very difficult, uh, difficult thing to do to run for leadership. I respect Aaron, uh, and his run and, and winning the leadership, uh, the general election, um, and, and you know what? Thank God you didn't move to Barrie until after I was no longer on the ballot there, Chris. Um, but uh, but but in terms of the election, you know, as somebody who's a conservative, I think my feeling is uh, we went way too far to the left. You know, we were proposing increasing spending above and beyond what Justin Trudeau was willing to spend. Uh, and he just spent $600 million on an election. So, you know, you can yes, see how tight yeah. with the purse he is. Uh, that, that's not okay to me. You know, and uh, I look at it as, you know, I want a sensible government that's doing things in the interests of its people. Uh, and that is really grassroots driven. And um, those I think always end up being the most um, successful governments.
1: Well, and then, you know, that brings me back to the point you made too, about the PPC now is, is, is the, do you feel that that shift so far to the left or the center, as I call it? Um, uh, you know, do you feel that that has, has given the PPC some sort of legitimacy or at least a, a base, if you will?
0: You know, it's really hard to tell, uh, where a hundred percent of the voters came from. Okay. So, so I don't mm-hmm. think you can carte blanche this thing, but the famous, but when you look at some of the ridings, I think it was like 25 ridings that were within the margins of the conservative party plus the PPC would have won the. Uh, election
1: right
0: and we know a significant portion of those voters were uh, conservative voters in the last election the election before that Mm -hmm. and uh, there's no question that 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 when you move to the left too far because I think there is a balance but when you move too far you open up the right flank you know and that's what we saw take place that's what we saw take place this election
1: yeah Yeah. So, I mean, I I even saw I think uh, I I, and I don't I don't know how it ended up again. You know, I I, with the new baby and everything, you know, I only have so much time to watch the news. Right. And not only that, I only have so much time to follow up and fact check the news that I'm watching. Um, So uh, take this with a grain of salt. But I believe it was Edmonton Center and it showed the liberal and the conservative candidates for Edmonton Center neck and neck. And, and it showed then the PPC party was quite up there with with a certain amount of votes. And it, it basically laid out to me that the PPC had completely siphoned votes away from the Conservative Party and that the Liberals may very well win that riding. Uh, I mean, in Edmonton Centre, I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, well, the, the, the funny thing about that is, Chris, like you think about it, well, so the Liberal vote went down,
0: but the Liberal Party picked up seats. Yeah. Right? Well, how did that happen? Well, because we had vote siphoned off uh, yeah. in some places, and it, and, it, and it went to, I mean, I believe it went to the PPC. I think there was some disgruntled Greens there as well, and I think there was people who never voted before, but I think the vast majority was conservative voters that uh, parked their vote with the PPC this time.
1: On the Greens, man, what, what's going on there? Are they finished? Like, it feels like they've just become a non-entity. Uh, I mean, when you look at how quickly the PPC has grown within two election cycles... Uh, the Greens have seemingly faded away within two election cycles.
0: Yeah, it's you know I don't like to comment on on other political parties on my own, but it's very sad what we've seen happen with the Green Party in the sense that, you know, at one point they would have been considered above the the political fray, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're they're they had a mission, uh, it was a very noble mission, and uh, somewhere along the way over the last couple of years it it uh, it got sidetracked by uh, politics and um, you know it seems to internal fighting and internal politics have just taken over the party I don't know how they come back from it I don't know what the future of the leader is I can guess what the future of the leader is and I think you think the same thing probably yeah. but um, in terms of where it all pans out uh, for the Green Party I think they got a they've spent a lot of political capital stabbing themselves Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah i totally agree with you and i once i think i voted green I don't know. I voted for a lot of different parties over the years. That's why it's like, not the conservative party. Apparently. No, I have. I have. No, that's not true. I have. And I, I, you know what? It may even have been Peter McKay. Speaking of, oh, there we go. he was the leader of the conservatives before they merged with, you know, the Canadian Alliance and made that whole thing happen like very long time ago, but I believe it actually, that would be the last time, but I have voted for all parties. I swear um in my you know in my quest for diversity and, and centrism right yeah, yeah. um yeah that, but yes thank you for calling me out on that um but yeah i have voted green before but like again like i would never have even in this past election considered it like not even close mm-hmm. you know yeah it was uh, sad
0: and there were so many writings they didn't have candidates i think it was like 80 some odd ridings. there was no green candidate like it, they just did not have their you know what together
1: yeah, yeah, there, there. You know what? Oh my God! You're still in the uh, pol- politician mode. You can swear, you can cuss on the show if you want to. If you want to, I, yeah, yeah. I, we'll see. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's play a game. One word to describe the prime minister. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> Great hair. He does have excellent <laughs> hair. <You> can't <laughs> deny it, man. And I gotta say, when he, um, <laughs> when uh, when JT uh, first got into election mode, I knew the game was on when he came out and he had shaved his beard off. <laughs> I mean, was like his 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 pandemic beard yeah. was gone, and I was like, oh my god, the election's coming. I just knew it. I knew it. That,
0: that reminds me. It's like when he first started running for leader of the Liberal Party, he got rid of the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean look i don't yeah. know if you remember that or not yes oh like, yeah absolutely yeah.
1: yeah where yeah that was when he was still uh, in boxing matches wasn't he i think he was he was doing charity boxing matches and things like that yeah yeah kind of, that's funny pirates of the caribbean i'd never <laughs> i never uh never thought of that but it's a great comparison he did have that that long wave and i think maybe even an earring at one point <laughs> yeah. not, if i'm not mistaken um, always great to catch up, Alex, and and uh, just a little bit back to the uh, the city of Barrie here, man. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like congratulations on uh, your campaign. Like again, we touched base on on FM radio here about it. Um, for those who uh, for those who uh, who don't know, Alex, maybe fill everyone in on this, um, and maybe you'll find some new some new donors and new people who uh, who might get involved.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, Chris. So,
1: so we uh,
0: we run a uh, a charity called Pie Education. It's pie restaurants in Barrie, Ontario. Uh, and actually throughout Simcoe County um, and myself we put together a campaign to have uh, backpacks on each uh, child's back. And the important thing for us is, you know, you can't choose whether uh, somebody who whether they're in kindergarten or grade 12 is going to be successful in school, but you can give them the tools to be successful and then they get to choose. But if they don't have those tools, then it's going to be a whole lot harder to uh, to get into their education. So. Uh, this year, we uh, we put around 1,525 or so uh, backpacks on kids' backs. We were on uh, First Nations. Uh, we were in the city of Barrie and Barrie not-for-profit housing, Simcoe County not-for-profit housing. And um, it was just an incredible, incredible experience again this year, especially during COVID, to see everybody come together. It was actually probably the first time that I'd been out in a, a really large crowd again. Um and, uh, you know, where all the people knew each other, not just sitting in a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was uh, it was just really special and very cool. And some of the letters and stuff you get from these moms and kids afterwards is just, you know, they, they, they would be going back to school without almost anything, you know, yeah, like yeah. showing up without a backpack. Some of these kids like that's not an exaggeration. So, yeah, it's very cool.
1: Well, and and, you know, again, we've talked about this plenty on the air and, and everybody in Barrie, of course, knows your story. But the podcast stretches uh, a lot, uh, a lot more diverse across Canada and, of course, in the United States and even, I think, Australia, UK. There's you know, we have some some people who are diehards. Um, but um, uh, but Alex, you know, your story, you mentioned, you know, government housing. That 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 was that that's why I think you give so much. Right. Like you your story, maybe just share share a bit of that with us
0: yeah there's no question so uh so i, I had the benefit of growing up in uh, in government housing and not-for-profit housing in barry ontario and uh you know it was one of those stories where uh we came we came from england and uh things didn't work out between my parents at the time and uh within a within a couple of years my mom got hit by a car walking across the street and so we were on welfare and then disability and you know, it was, uh, we were very fortunate to have a place to live, quite frankly. And, uh, you know, we had Barry Food Bank at points, the YMCA giving us sports to play and, uh, you know, Rotary uh, uh, sports program allowing to be able to play sports locally. And so uh, my entire political career um, and uh, all of the stuff I've done since then after that, uh, it's been such an incredible Honor an opportunity to kind of pay that forward. Um, and that birthed this program with with Craig from Pi, uh, from pie Restaurant. Um, and their buy-in was was incredible. But uh, you know, myself going to school, I, I can tell you there was days where you're going to school with uh, you know really old or old stuff or not having things and being nervous to ask anybody else for them. You're sitting in that yeah. environment where everyone's showing off their new. You know Nike shoes, Adidas shoes. You know, and, and and you're kind of like, oh, I'm gonna hide my my stuff because it just feels awkward. And um, so, anything we can do to, to to make those first days of school uh, better and get kids diving into their education, uh, I think is a is a great opportunity to break the cycle of poverty.
1: Yeah, and that that never changes. You know, it's so funny that you know, like you know, even when I was a kid, and then you're a bit younger than I am which is crazy to say that you're retired you know in a way i mean obviously you're still working but like you know that you're retired at something i haven't retired at anything yet but uh um you know you're a bit younger you're, than me, but,
0: but you're no. too good at what you do
1: <laughs> well i will uh i will take that to the bank my friend thank you i'll that compliment and keep moving but um um but yeah you know uh you know i i lost my train of thought after that compliment my friend um Uh, well i can just
0: give you more compliments if you
1: want please yeah shower me for a second while i collect myself it's the only way i can get back in number
0: 67 why the 67
1: oh the 67 um that is um actually this is oh god this is so pretentious um 67 is uh the year that uh, ralph lauren started their company and it's a ralph lauren shirt so that's about it i love ralph lauren but well, yeah, I do too. I just feel like I don't know. I just like, what are you wearing? You know, like we're on the red carpet. But, um, but no. Also, the other reason I'd like it though, the reason I bought it was because '67 I think is one of the greatest years in in rock history. It was a great. It's the beginning of a real flourishing, uh, creative period for like Pink Floyd and you know a bunch of different acts. The Doors' first album was recorded in '67, so yeah, I could talk all day about that year.
0: I thought it was 1867 that you're wearing this for.
1: No, no, 18. <laughs> you know what? I never even. Never even thought of that. No. It's not so pretentious anymore, is it? No, not so much, actually. It's more, more patriotic. Yeah, I was gonna say it's more appropriate. I wish <laughs> I had my Fathers of Confederation uh, mutton chops. I could have just shaved <laughs> off. The things. They all had those crazy old mutton chops. Anyways, what I was saying was, you know, generationally, now I'm back to where I remember where we were at. Um, generally, generationally, you know, myself, yourself, but it continues on the same problems with children and their insecurities going back to school still continues. It's, it's unfortunate that it, it, you know, it does. And I know that you're just trying to do your best out there, man. And and it's, it's awesome to see.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And you guys have been awesome. Always, uh, always helping us get the word out
1: so oh yeah know. yeah 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 yeah. that's never an issue my friend you can call or text me in the middle of the day or the middle of the night or or whenever man to, to you know talk about that kind of stuff yeah i'm always uh, always game to uh, to do a segment with you and, and get you on the air and here's the other thing too let's uh it's thursday so throwback thursday i wish i had a picture but i can throw back thursday to a memory of this again this is how dedicated you are to the community we went to the uh what was it the, the thing the ski hill we rode a little tiny. Oh model. no, you're not. Yeah, Alex and I, and you're you're taller than I am. What are you, six seven? No, uh, I'm six five, but you six know five. I've got I'm I'm a lot wider, so so
0: you know that makes me look six seven.
1: Okay, Alex is six five. I'm six three, no six two. I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> feeling insecure right now, uh, but uh, uh, you know we doubled up like like a double hot dog. You know, putting two wieners in one bun on top of a bedpan, and we went down a ski hill. Do you have video of this right now? No, I don't. I No, I was gonna say, if I was a more, you were complimenting okay, me well, about how
0: great I am I as a I can find it.
1: I'm such a terrible broadcaster. I don't have it ready, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, yeah, go I, ahead. do you have it? No.
0: I, I'll, I'll be able to find it for sure. I'll be able to find it.
1: Okay. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, so that was one of the things that we did for charity. And, and uh, that's when I knew we were going to be soulmates, my friend.
0: <laughs> I actually won that one year.
1: Yeah. Did you really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever win it or no?
1: No, I never even came close to winning it. Like never. I always end up some kind of mishap. Like one time I tore with the crotch out of my pants and one time, <laughs> like, you know, it's like it always something like good. One time I got stuck in like a rut and I busted my tailbone and it ached for like nine months. <laughs> no,
0: I I uh, I had one where I won, and then I had one where I finished last. So I'm not sure. And I think I st- there was you know beginner's luck. First time I did it, I won it. Now I've got a serious weight advantage on most people there,
1: Chris. It's true. That's true. Like, you, yeah. you, Do you do you like lift? What's your lifting? What do you do? You, do you, I, you know what I well, believe it. Or what not, do you I, lift, bro? <laughs> I'm
0: just naturally like this. My I I run and play soccer, play some tennis. I yeah. I just got blessed with being bigger but it's not it's not easy either because if you stop then you're toast
1: uh yeah or you're me. just
0: you're just eating toast i guess tell, tell me saying. all
1: about it man the carbs yeah. the carbs and i are great friends oh man <laughs> who is uh, the carbs? oh that's the other thing too man but moving to barry whoa oh. i the um restaurants here are so damn good uh we got a serious skip the dishes problem going on we gotta we got i was
0: it i was so upset when like i went on one night and i was like do i have pie do i have donnelly's like what do i have and both of them were not or not on the um skip the dish at that point yeah and it was like just as COVID was ending and i was yeah. just you know
1: Oh yeah, we well we wanted to get um, uh, the uh, Indian Place downtown, town uh, Tara. They're not yeah, on yeah. Skip. They're not. They're not there, right? And so it's like I got got to call them and go down there. I uh, I don't know what we're gonna do about it. To be honest with you, we should probably start a petition. Yeah, we <laughs> we got to get all the restaurants on Skip. No, but, it skips. You know, to be honest, those Uber and those skips are pretty. Uh, I from what I understand, they're actually kind of like rest it's not in the restaurant's favor to be on there i can understand why some don't I got a question for you yeah shoot okay so you moved to barry
0: yeah there's lots of good things you've talked about
1: yeah what's
0: the number one thing that we need to improve
1: oh fuck alex you know what <laughs> i actually had an experience last weekend which i i and i know that you probably already have a solution or already have a stake in the i know what you're anyway i know what you're probably going to say anyways i
0: probably I, yeah i probably got it done no
1: okay so it was no (laughs) so it was a lovely lovely saturday last weekend you know last weekend of the summer and i take uh, my daughter down to the farmer's market we go downtown and lisa's you know she wants to have a couple hours off and you know she wants to just hang out i'm like great daddy daughter afternoon whole midday we go down before lunch we go to the farmer's market i pick up flowers for the wife and i get some fresh vegetables and everything it's just the best experience stop you know
0: you went to the farmer's market and got flowers for the wife. It's mm-hmm. a good man.
1: Well, she she told me to. She asked for them. You know, it was a request. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. But you know, I fulfilled the request. So well, yeah. So we did the thing and and we're having a great grand old time. And and then, of course, she has to have lunch. So I got a bottle packed. So we go down to the waterfront um, and, uh, you know, like there's a little pond with all the little ducks and the, the flower beds yep. and everything. So we we lay out um, a picnic blanket and, you know, I'm feeding her a bottle. And two seconds after I sit down and I start feeding her a bottle, two dudes roll out of the bushes and clearly slept there. Uh, and it was like, oh, hey, brother. hey, Isn't she a cutie? And I'm like, "Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> um and and so that was the that was kind of like i was like okay wow there's some characters down here um and this that, was downtown this is like right on the water yeah like right down you know uh not the spirit catcher the other art installation like the the dragon looking one on the other end of the park yeah, yeah right
0: bottom of Mulcaster.
1: yeah exactly yeah right down yeah. there um right down from the farmer's market so yeah um anyway so we move on we feed we get get a nice lunch in, and then Pack her up in the stroller and then it said, okay, take her for a long ass walk. So I'm going down the rail trail and not 50 feet down the rail trail, man. And I gotta say, there was two people smoking crack. They no. were smoking crack or meth. I don't know. You know, the the glass pipe with the long and the ball on the end. Anyways, whatever. They were smoking some nasty shit. And I will tell you, if the wind was, it what it did not blow back at us. But they were close enough that if the wind was blowing the other way, that crack smoke would have went into mine and my baby's face. And I would have taught those guys a flying lesson. But uh, anyways, that, you want something that's not so great? uh, That was not so great. There is a serious uh, drug slash homeless problem downtown.
0: Yeah, it's it's actually super sad. I know we've seen it um, more and more and more. And one of the things that... um, I actually championed when I was a member of parliament uh, was related to the fentanyl crisis, which hit Barry mm-hmm. really hard, really, really, really hard.
1: Yeah,
0: and um, you know it's it's hand in hand with with uh with with homelessness and um, man, that is a that is a huge huge issue, and um, I'm not I'm not sure what what we even do about it at this point. I think that that it's something as a community we need to need to figure
1: out yeah figure out yeah and and you know there's there's not one there's not one solution there's no silver bullet for a problem like that i understand i mean listen it was shocking and it was disappointing to me and don't get me wrong i've seen people smoking crack before i mean i've lived in hamilton i lived in downtown hamilton you know the hammer yeah real hamilton i've seen drugs and i've seen desperation and homelessness um but it's just so to me it was so unfortunate that this beautiful downtown park and this beautiful area has homeless people sleeping in the bushes on a saturday night and and has people bathing you know along the rail trail and smoking crack along the w- rail trail and it's like wow you know so much money and and community support was put into this beautiful downtown that i mean it's 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 beautiful it really is and it's lovely but it's it's unfortunate that there hasn't been the same care put into uh planning you know, for, for where, what we can do with these people. So there's, there's, that's the number one thing that's unfortunate for me is that it almost feels like a project not finished um, because of this. You you know, the
0: number one thing that I think that we always miss on this subject is uh, that, that we don't have uh, the treatment facilities locally to, to help, to help these folks out of their, their problems. And, you know, I, like everyone knows I'm, I'm a conservative, but I don't believe that you leave these people behind Um, I think that what we do is we try to try to help and say, here's the facilities to uh, get help and get beyond those problems, beyond those issues and, uh, you know, invest in the solution (laughs) instead of either ignoring it or Mm -hmm. investing in the problem, which is just more drug use downtown. And um, it's, it's, it's something our community is going to struggle with for the foreseeable future. And there's only one way out and that's treating an individual one at a time or each individual at a time uh and and finding a way for for treatment to uh to be to be successful
1: yeah and like like i was saying too like i didn't quite finish the thought but like there's not one like silver bullet solution to fixing it right that's one piece of it right but then also affordable housing is another piece of it too like maybe huge piece not everyone's smoking crack or meth downtown a lot of people are just straight up homeless but that's because of the cost of housing and that's the other thing too about barry i am so lucky I am the luckiest as a matter of fact. I just good people find me thankfully. Um and uh you know when we lost we literally lost our house. We are we were renting a house for 5 years. Our landlords told us they were selling the house and yep. and you know that old story and we had to get out and and so we did. But of course 5 years ago our money went a lot farther for a rental house and we were looking at like we only have we were paying this much now. And then my wife's on mat leave and we have to pay w- what? Like for the yeah. same house, it was thirteen, fourteen hundred $1,400 more per month to rent the same house down the street, basically. So that was out of the question. So luckily because of Barry being the third, uh, third most expensive place to live in Canada, just edging out underneath Toronto, um, Vancouver, Toronto, Barry. Um, uh, thankfully we found a guy and only through the radio show, um, Because I was talking about the plight of trying to find a home on the radio. And, and he called up and he says, I'm a landlord. I got a place that I'm just renovating right now. It looks like a timeout right for when you guys are needing a home. And uh, and and I said, great, I'll come take a look at it. And sure enough, that's the house we're living in. So, that's and, awesome. And, and he did not gouge us. I can tell you, you know, I look at the average price for a two-bedroom in Barrie. And we're renting a three with a huge-ass deck for less than what a two-bedroom is costing here in Barrie. That's so, awesome. I mean, this guy's a saint, right? So, you know, we're very lucky. And but, but I mean, I don't even know what we would have done. We would be living in a, a, a like a one bedroom if it wasn't for, uh, you know, uh, for that. So, I mean, like, and then, but we went from, you know, a three story, three bathroom house. In how, like, it, yeah.
0: it's, it's crazy when you think about it. Like how do young people who live in the city of Barry? Yeah. Uh, find their first place. Like, how do young people like we we don't have a university right mm-hmm. um so, so so a lot of those hiring wages aren't aren't uh, uh the training's not local so they leave town but if they want to come home then they come home after spending a whole bunch of money to live somewhere else they come home and then they can't afford to live here yeah you know yeah. it's a it's a humongous problem we've got to grapple with i think that there's there's the number of things that we can do um actually when I was a city council just going way back, uh one of the things that we debated was to literally say, Hey, we've got these parking lots, they're not used. Let's go to the development community and say, Hey, we need this many units there. We need to have this much you know, this parking lot needs to have this much of an influence on on homelessness, on affordable housing in Barrie. And unfortunately it never happened. Uh there have been some smaller things that have come along, but there hasn't been a um, you know, one uh, major growth of affordable housing barrier in a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like again, like it's it's more than one solution, and but those are two big pieces for sure, right? And there's probably stuff I haven't even thought of. Um, you know, uh, and and there's part of me too. You know, there's like the Ebenezer Scrooge inside me too. That's like, well, why don't we just round up a paddy wagon and just round them up? You know, like, you know, like there's part of me that you know, when when in in the moment when you know the crack smoke is flowing in front of my eyes while i'm pushing a baby stroller there's part of me my knee-jerk reaction is call the cops round these guys up and you know th- toss them away the key or whatever right you know because that's nah, just papa bear talking but when i think back analytically i'm like no there's a much bigger grander solution that needs to happen here for this kind of situation right this is one one moment
0: yeah it's like it's like finding those needles in the park right it's, yeah it's uh you go like, holy crap! My kid was just playing there, or or or, or, or walking beside it, and and uh, just makes <laughs> makes you go crazy. Just, you just you know, you do not want to see that stuff around your children. and Certainly, there needs to be a, a very clear path to clean up uh, the, the, this issue in, in, in downtown Barrie, But it's actually even gone further than that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, it's been an incredible move and awesome. And and again, I've, I've made so many contacts and friends here that it's just been great to live here and, you know, Barry pipes and drums, for example, you know, band practice, yeah. I'm home within five, 10 minutes, you know, and, and all the, all the lads, you know, from the band that, that I get to see now at the grocery store or wherever, right. When I'm out. Yeah. So, um, hey you know, that's great in itself.
0: Chris, you got to give me one second here. I got to grab a charger.
1: Okay. Oh, are you running out? I'm about to, I'm running out, man. Okay, you're gonna have out. to like
0: go into a musical interlude.
1: Okay, hang on a second. I'll I'll try and find a musical interlude. No, I'll just you know what I'll just it put better up, be
0: good. Why don't you just do yeah? Why don't you just hum it?
1: I'll just put up another baby um, a baby uh, picture here, and uh, actually you know what I've got my electronic bagpipe here. How about I play that? Oh, I'm down. Yeah, you down? All right, hang on. <laughs> uh. Oh, this is getting weird, friends. I wasn't planning on this. You know, Mark Marin ends every podcast with a guitar lick on his guitar. I'm going to end every podcast with a bagpipe on my bagpipe. Oh, yeah. Oh, hang on. Hang on. That's annoying. Sorry, a whole evening of that.
0: <laughs> I'm clearly not uh, a great listening.
1: Yeah, all right. And that's it. That's all I'm going to do. That's all, folks. Well, first of all, you crushed it. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Well, thanks for giving me an opportunity to to break that out. That was fun. That was fun. I don't think I've ever well, – no, I've done that on the podcast. I had Ashley McIsaac on the podcast, and we jammed a little bit over Zoom. That, oh, was, a fun, that was a fun moment. Well – we're coming up on an hour. I'm glad you got a charge in, Alex, but we're about to wrap it up anyway. So
0: Yeah, I'm not an experienced podcaster, man. Like it's my first time.
1: What? Is this your first podcast?
0: Dude, I think I I broke my
1: podcast opportunity tonight. Whoa. Well, okay, we gotta plug the bagpipe back in to celebrate this one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, well, all right. Well, that's great, man. And and uh you're welcome back anytime. Maybe we'll bring you back to part of a panel as well. We'll have a, a panelist. I'll be like Bill Maher with a couple of politicians on on a panel. I love it. Yeah. We like panels on this podcast. Alex, not all retired member of parliament, but still a member of parliament of my heart. I appreciate your time tonight. Great talking politics. Great talking about Barry. It was almost like an informal welcome to Barry podcast too, uh, with all the <laughs> Barry talk that we had, man. So I appreciate it, man. And appreciate everything you do here too, man. So take care. Have a great night. And uh, thanks for being here. And wish your son a happy birthday for me.
0: Will do. And thanks so much but Chris.
1: All right. Take care, buddy. Cheers.